being here this morning. Looking forward to a wonderful uh, morning in the Lord's house. It is Veterans Day weekend, and uh, so we do appreciate all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service, and uh, uh, we would not be here uh, enjoying the freedoms without the sacrifices of those that have fought for these freedoms. So I do say thank you uh, to each one of you that have served and uh, some that uh, family serving right now and the sacrifices that uh, you have made. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer and see what the Lord has for us this morning. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for uh, the opportunity to come into a warm building and Lord, to worship and to praise you with freedoms that we enjoy. Lord, I ask that, uh, Lord, that you would be with us today. Give us exactly what we need to hear. Lord, we ask uh, that you would bless the veterans, Lord, those that have fought for our freedoms, those that are willing to fight and to sacrifice uh, their, their lives, uh, that we may enjoy the freedoms that we have. Lord, I do thank you again for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, if you would stand with me this morning as we start with hymn number 595 in light of the Veterans Day weekend. We're going to be a little patriotic this morning. If you'd stand with me if you're able. 595 in our hymn books, My Country Tis of Thee. 595. Five ninety seven. Five hundred and ninety seven.
us have some fellowship this morning. Well, again, we want to uh, express our appreciation to our veterans, and and uh, I, I tell you, it's it's a blessing to live in America. And uh, if you don't if you don't feel the same way, then go to another country and live. And that's the way I that's just the way I feel about it. But we want to honor our veterans and just recognize you. Um, I I had a piece of paper that I wanted our veterans to sign. Uh, write it down if you would, because ha- I'll have a, a gift. Uh, what I'd like for you to do is stand, um, tell your, as you would uh, report, maybe your name and your rank, uh, what service and time of, uh, of service, if you would. And uh, we just want to recognize you. And then next week I'll have some, I have something for you, uh, but I didn't know uh, all the different branches and things. So uh, all the veterans, if you would stand, and we'll start over here. I know Brother Herb is... A veteran. Brother Herb, would you stand? Would you tell your name and your rank and when you served, please? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, served, uh, 
four years in the U.S. Navy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have four, four years in reserve, so about eight years altogether. I served uh, in the Mediterranean. Nice. I've been there about three years. I don't know how to craft a survey ship. We went over and we surveyed the Mediterranean out. And uh, really enjoyed every bit of it. Wish I had to do over. Do you have any uh, favorite stories or anything? Pardon me? Do you have any favorite stories or anything you'd like to share with any the Any favorite stories? Yeah. Well, I can tell you, they uh, told us one time that they passed the word to the VA system that we had a airplane down on the jets and uh, we was in Cuba we was off the coast of Cuba so we went in and, and uh, sure enough there was an airplane down and the pilot he had got out he ejected himself and got out and he didn't get hurt or anything like that but I think that's not the most exciting thing other than a, other than a hurricane we were in a hurricane one time, and uh, you know, they got those foot walls up, rocks, you know, and uh, I thought we were really, really, maybe that might be uh, the day that I'd be saying, Lord, I'm coming home. <laughs> you know, Lord had other plans for me. Last, you know, a few years, so I just want to thank the Lord service I had in the Boston, the U.S. Navy, and I, I should have been a better seaman, but you know how it is when you get with a bunch of old sailors. Oh, you folks don't know that. Thank you, Brother Herb. What years did you serve, Brother Herb? I served from uh, 55 to 59. 55 to 59. All right. Thank you. Do you have, what was your rank? What was your rank? Same. Yeah. All right. Somebody else I'm looking around. Okay. Yes. I know Brother Wiggs. Well, I served United States Navy Reserve for eight years from 1954 to 1962. I, I don't have any more stories to tell. <laughs> kind of fortunate to get in. During just the last part of Korea and part of Vietnam, uh, Vietnam started about the time I was discharged. And a few months later, I decided, well, I've got eight years in, I might as well go for 12 more. And uh, we started the military, and I mentioned to Donna, and Chris was about a year old then, she wouldn't have her. Yeah. Had to have her okay to do it, me and I was already discharged. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed my time then, it was different. So I was fortunate that I didn't have to see any combat. There's a lot of, we had a lot of brave Americans who did, Amen. and that's why we have our freedom today. Right. Uh, I'd like to say this, these fellows who won't stand up, they're nice, but now.
players, it's a football game. Don't watch football. Amen. Don't go to it. Amen. I watched one Sunday and I felt guilty. Amen. Amen. If it's not good enough here for him, like you say, go somewhere else. Yes. Amen. Thank you for your service. Brother Danny, I think he's already in the back, but he served as well, and so we appreciate Brother Danny and uh, uh, Brother Lovejoy and, and the sacrifices that he made as well. Of course, we've got family members of uh, Brother Tim's got uh, son, and uh, we, I think who, if you have someone serving currently, raise your hand. All right. Yes, we appreciate your sacrifice and service as well, and uh, I, I tell you, it's, uh, this is one of the, my favorite uh, days uh, of the year, just recognizing our, our soldiers. And uh, I tell you, if you if you get a chance, uh, you see someone in service, uh, spend that extra money and buy their lunch or something. Um, my wife and I we try to do that anytime we notice. I she saw me the other day. We was in Bob Evans, and uh, I saw these two. I could tell they had their they had their um, dog tags on, and uh, and I could tell they looked like military guys and. And uh, I told the waitress, I said, could you get me uh, their bill? And she gave it to me, and I said, don't tell them who did it. I just, just tell them somebody says thank you. And uh, I tell you, it goes like They were looking. They were just like, I can't believe this. And we're sitting right behind them and could hear them talk, and they were just so thankful. And, but, you know, that's the least we could do for what they've done for our country. And I, I didn't have the privilege or, uh, to, to serve, uh, but I'm grateful for those that, that have. Uh, we've got a little video presentation. Just uh, I, I saw this the other day, and I thought it would it'd be very fitting. So if you can, everybody can see it over here. Maybe I can turn it a little bit. You can see it. Okay. All right. Go ahead and play that. Brother Ed, would you catch those lights?
presidents of the past that, uh, that was saying some, uh, some of their famous quotes, ask not what you can do, what this country can do for you, but ask what you can do for this country, and uh, other uh, great quotes. And uh, so I'll, I'll have a link to that if anybody would like to see it in full and hear it. It's really a powerful uh, presentation. We just had some, I don't know what was going on, uh, but Adam was working uh, hard to try to get it working for us. But uh, if you would like to get the link to that, I can send it to you uh, through your email. And uh, I know it will be a blessing to you. All right, Brother Tony, sir. As we're turning to 599 for our last 10, Brother Sonny, we didn't get what rank that you made it to in the Navy. Apprentice? Amen. Amen. Appreciate your service and all those others. 599, America the Beautiful.
good morning, and I do appreciate you being here this morning. I hope and pray that you've already been blessed for being here today. And again, I want to say thank you again for our veterans, and uh, thank you for the service and sacrifice that you've done for our country, for your family, and uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, I want to preach this morning a few minutes on uh, today about the Christian soldier, the Christian soldier. And uh, as I was thinking about this, uh, Veterans Day, um, I got to thinking about uh, those that have served our country. And, uh, you know, once you enlist into the, uh, into the armed forces, uh, you belong property of the government. You become property of the government. And, uh, and I got to thinking about that as Christians, if you've been saved, been bought with the uh, blood of Jesus Christ... Uh, you belong to the Lord, and, uh, and as Christians, um, we belong to Him. The Bible says, "For ye are bought with a price; therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, and which are God's." And then in First Corinthians seven twenty three, it says, "Ye are bought with a price; be not ye the servants of man." That's telling us to be the servants of God; that we need to serve the Lord as we. Because we belong to the Lord. And because we belong to the Lord, the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. See, let me say, it's a war out there. As Christian soldiers, we're, we're facing the battle. And, and uh, we battle against self. We battle against sin. We battle against Satan. And uh, as, as a soldier, uh, we can get discouraged as, as uh, uh, those men that have fought for our freedoms and ladies that have fought for our freedoms. Uh, I find that more and more there's people coming back and they're discouraged. And I see that, that some are um, uh, in the battle and they get distracted. And then I see that there are some that are disqualified started thinking about those, those three things, those three pitfalls, and I, I wanted to bring those into the Christian life. As a Christian soldier, there's some things that we need to watch out for. We need to watch out for. Why? Because the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And he's seeking, he wants to destroy you. And uh, if he can't stop you from getting saved, he wants to stop you from being uh, to serving him. He wants to stop you from uh, being all that you should be. And so we're going to be in First Josh or in First Joshua and, and only Joshua. Uh, we're going to be in Joshua chapter number one, and we're going to read the first few verses there. The Bible says, "Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun." Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and go over to this Jordan, thou and all thy people, unto the land which I, I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of, the, of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this, uh, and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, and I will, uh, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them." 
Only be thou strong and very uh, courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it uh, to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For, uh, for then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you for this opportunity to... Uh, just to be in your house, uh, once again, to enjoy the freedoms, to worship and praise you. And uh, Lord, not to worry about uh, persecution. And Lord, I, I thank you for that. Uh, there may be a day coming that uh, we will not be able to worship openly and freely. And God, I pray that you would just, uh, Lord, that we would be so thankful for the men and women that have fought for our freedoms, uh, that we enjoy as Americans. But I thank you, Lord, mostly, Lord, for dying on the cross, being uh, being my sacrifice and, and uh, dying for my sins. And Lord, as you have died for my sins, now I am a soldier of Jesus Christ and I am on my way to heaven. And Lord, I thank you for uh, what you've sacrificed on the cross. Lord, I pray that you would just be with uh, our service this morning. Speak to our hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share with you three pitfalls, three things that we need to avoid as Christian soldiers because I believe that there is a battle raging today and we're battling against sin, self, and Satan and we need to watch out for some things. You know, there, first thing I want you to notice is watch out for discouragement. Watch out for discouragement. In the work of the Lord, uh, I'm not just talking about pastors. I'm talking about uh, serving the Lord in any capacity. There's times to be discouraged. I mean, we all are, get discouraged from time to time. We need to watch out there in Joshua 1, 6. Notice this. It says, Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Uh, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from the, uh, to it from the light, right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. There in verse 9 it says, you know, what I noticed here, Joshua, the great commander, the great leader of uh, the children of Israel here uh, and of the army of Israel, uh, told, he was told to be strong and courageous. To be strong and courageous. Now, he wasn't told that just one time. But God told him to do, he said that very specifically three times in this short period of time. To be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And God's telling us there. And I, I believe the reason why God is telling him, uh, the, the Lord is warning Joshua that uh, being a soldier of Jesus Christ, of being a soldier of God, there's going to be times of discouraging. Uh, discouragement that comes along the way. Uh, but don't, he's telling him, he says, don't be discouraged. Why? Because uh, every, every place that the sole of your foot have trod, every place, I'm going to give it to you. There's not going to be a man that can stand against you, Joshua. I am going to be with you. I will never forsake thee. I will never fail thee. And God is warning to him. He's saying, hey, don't get discouraged. Why? Because I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to fight the battles for you. Look to me and I will be your fortress. But then I also believe the Lord was also giving Joshua a promise that there's no need to get discouraged. 
There's no need for him to get discouraged. You see, he promised his protection. Look there in verse 5 again. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. God says, Hey, listen, Joshua, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be your protection. There's no need to worry. No need to get discouraged, Joshua. Can I tell you this morning, there's no need for us to get discouraged. There's no need for us to get discouraged. Why? Because the Lord is going to be there for us. He is able to stand before, uh, uh, he's able to stand before us and, and to fight off our enemies and to, and to give us the encouragement that we need. That promise in itself should keep us from, uh, from getting discouraged that the Lord is with us and that he's going to protect us. But also I see that he promised his, uh, his, promise, his presence. Look there again in verse 5. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Notice this. It says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, folks, listen to me. As we, uh, the, problem with, uh, the problem that we have today as Christians, as a church, as society, is that our, our thinking is off. Pastor Ross preached a tremendous message this last week about uh, the soul of man, the, the mind and the heart and the will of man. And that's what the soul is, is built into, the mind, the, the heart, and the will. And what is the problem is today is that we've got it all mixed up. It's that priority in that order. It's the mind first, it's our heart second, and then it's our will, what we do. If we think biblically then that'll, that'll give us the appropriate emotions, give us appropriate feelings by the way we read and, and what we see in the Word of God. But then in return, as we, uh, we think appropriately and we will feel appropriately, then we will act appropriately. And that the problem today is that we have it all mixed up. It's all based on our feelings. We've got our feelings first. We don't think about our... Uh, we're not worried about our, our thinking or what we do. We're, all we care about is what... Uh, feels good or what seems to be right. But the problem, folks, what we need to get around to, we get, get around this is that the Bible says here, I will never forsake thee nor, fra- nor uh, fail thee. Hey, we have that promise that God is going to be there for us. Why are we getting discouraged today? Because our thinking's off. Because our thinking's off. Our, we've got, uh, well, uh, you don't know the trouble that I'm in. You don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. You don't, you don't understand. No, I don't. But I do know a God that can take you through those trials and troubles. I know that he's able. You see, our, our whole thought process is off. It's, it's all based on our emotions and our feelings. God has promised his presence. He's promised his protection. But also, he promised his provision. Notice there again in verse 5. He says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. But notice this part. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You know what that tells me? That means to me that God's going to take care of my, all my needs. He's going to provide for every uh, weakness that I have. He's going to provide for every, uh, everything that I need. Why? Because my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You know, it's not about what I can do. It's all about what he can do. He promised his presence. He promised his provision, his protection. Why should we get discouraged? Think about that, folks. If we are children of God, if we are the soldiers of Jesus Christ, we've been bought with a price, we belong to him, and he has given us these promises of his protection, his presence, and his provision. 
as soldiers of Jesus Christ, discouragement is no respecter of persons. I was talking to someone, I can't remember, just before we came into the services this morning, and uh, uh, talking about how Satan, he doesn't miss a trick. You know, he wants to discourage us. And we we're talking, I remember it was Brother Sean, I was talking to him about, you know, the, the events that happened last week in the church in Texas, about the shootings there. You know how many people aren't in church today because of that reason? Why? Because they're discouraged, they're afraid, they're, they have fear. And you know what Satan, Satan's telling people, hey, don't go to church. Don't go to church. You're, you, you, there's, you, you, may get, you may be the next one shot. Folks, we need to realize that, hey, it, discouragement can come in many different forms. I think of a man by the name of Noah. He preached for years. Come on, people, get on the ark. Trust God. Trust God. Get on the ark. There's going to come a flood. And people would walk by railing and laughing and making fun of him. But he kept on doing what God told him to do. Was there times, I'm sure, there was there times he probably thought, it doesn't say, but he probably thought, why in the world am I doing this? No one else is listening. Can I tell you, as, as Christian soldiers... We share the gospel with people. We kind of get discouraged and we think, what's the use? Tell them, the, what's the use? People aren't listening. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged. Noah, you know what? He could have gotten discouraged, but he was just obedient unto the Lord. Can I tell you that serving the Lord is not always going to be easy? If it was easy, everyone would do it. You see, you're going to face tough times. You're going to face headaches and heartbreaks. It's going to happen. You know, I, I noticed the cause. I've went over these before, but I'm going to give you the cause of discouragement. The cause of discouragement is the, ro- the wrong kind of thinking. Not looking at the Lord, keeping our eye, taking our eyes off the Lord, and we're being led by emotions again and, and instead of biblical teachings. When we start looking at our surroundings instead of uh, uh, to the Scriptures, instead of the Savior, can I tell you, we'll begin to sink in despair and discouragement. It's going to happen every time. Hey, I can tell you, every person in this room has something that, that can bring them down, can get them discouraged, whether it's a financial, a family, uh, you name it, emotional condition. Uh, we look at society, and we can get discouraged if we're not careful, and we look around at our surroundings, and we fail to think about who's in control. See, we fail to think about that, and that's the reason why we get so discouraged today. You know, the Bible says this, and talking about Peter, first he stepped out by faith, and what a what we praise the Lord for uh, the faith that Peter had when he stepped out of the boat and walked on water. But you notice uh, the very next verse, and that's kind of our theme for the next year, is keeping our eyes on the Lord. But uh, as he saw the storm, he began to sink. The Bible says what when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink, and he cried, Lord, save me. The cause of discouragement is not heeding to the Scriptures, not looking to the Scriptures, not thinking biblically, not looking to the Savior. I can tell you, I promise you, any time that you get discouraged, it's because your eyes are in the wrong place. Then I want you to notice the course of discouragement. When we're discouraged, you'll notice that we'll go down the wrong paths. We'll pray the wrong way. Like I said, I've went over some of these with you before, but Moses, 
he prayed the wrong way. You know, when the children of Israel, they started murmuring, complaining there in Numbers 11 about, uh, about the food. They, they complained about the manna, the man of God, and they, they complained about uh, God himself. And they, they just began to complain. The Bible says, uh, I'm not able to bear all this people alone because it's too heavy for me. And thou shalt deal thus with me. Kill me. Moses said, kill me. Hey, uh, it's too tough. I'm discouraged. It's just go ahead, God, and wipe me out. Kill me. Can I tell you, when you're discouraged, you're going to pray the wrong way. You're going to say, God, I, I just I don't understand why, because our thinking's off. It all goes back to that. It's the wrong kind of biblical thing. We're not thinking biblically. See, we don't pray, thy will be done. We pray, God, whatever it takes to get me out of this situation. Now, sometimes God puts us in that situation for a reason, to mold us and make us to be in the image of His precious Son. But not only that, we'll say what we say is wrong. Now, when you're discouraged, I think about the children of Israel, when they, they were overwhelmed, and the people, they began to speak against God, against the man of God, and from the manna of God. They began to complain, they began to say things that, hey, can I tell you when you're discouraged... The best thing to do is just keep your mouth shut because you're going to say some things that you're going to regret. Many times when we say things we are when we're discouraged, that we're going to regret it later. But a word spoken cannot be reclaimed. You see, not only that, but Peter, think about Peter whenever he, was, he saw, he saw the, uh, the Lord hanging on the cross. What did he do? He began to curse and say, I know not this man. Why? Because he was discouraged. What we think will be wrong. John the Baptist, when he was in prison, he was the one that proclaimed. John the Baptist was the forerunner of the Messiah. And he was the one that was proclaiming, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And now he's in prison. He says, he says Go ask Jesus, is he the one to come or should I be expecting someone else? We get discouraged. It happens to all of us, but God is telling us here, hey, as, as Christian soldiers, there's no need to get discouraged. I think what we see will be wrong. You ever notice that when we see a problem and we're discouraged, it, it's so much bigger than what it really is? It really is. And you know the, 12, the spies that went in to spy out the land, they came back and they said, hey, we are grasshoppers in their sight. We're just little bitty guys compared to them. But two came back and they said, hey, we can do this. Why? Because the Lord will deliver us. Joshua and Caleb said that. What we do will be wrong. Moses, you know, when God told him, he said, speak to the rock the first time. And then the second time, or the first time he said, smote the rock. The second time he told him to speak to the rock. And what did Moses do in his anger and in his discouragement? He smote the rock the second time. And that was a reason he didn't go into the promised land. We know the story. I've seen people quit their jobs, quit churches, quit their marriages just because of discouragement. What I'm trying to tell you this, this morning is watch out for discouragement. As a Christian soldier, there's times that you may get discouraged. But there's a cure for discouragement. The cure for discouragement is getting our focus back on the scriptures, on the Savior. Folks, I can tell you this. When we're discouraged and we look around, we see how hard things are. 
And what happens, we, we realize, we think, what's the use? But the cure is get back in the word of God and the, heed the promises. God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Then I want you to notice number two, watch out for distractions. You know the most dangerous thing, I never have been on the, on the battlefield, uh, but I have played paintball. And I, I can tell you this, when I play paintball, I'm pretty serious about it. So far I've played, I've played many times, but I've only been hit a couple times. And I'm a big target. But you know, the one thing I did when I got hit, I can remember it to this day. When I got hit, is because I got distracted. I heard something over here, and I got distracted. There was somebody over here, and they shot me. You know what the most dangerous thing for the Christian soldier today? Distraction. We get distracted. Notice there in Joshua 1.7, it says, notice this, it says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that law, which Moses, my servant, commanded. Notice this, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. He's saying, hey, don't look away from it. Keep focused on what God has for us. See, here's the thing, folks. If God has called us to a ministry, God has called us to something. Hey, don't get distracted by uh, the world and uh, the things that the world has to offer us. I think of a man by, that was greatly, uh, the Bible says that the, the, the uh, Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon this man. Twice, only time in the scriptures that it ever says that the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon someone, and that was Samson. See, distractions comes in many different forms in, in, in family, friends, finances. Samson is a very interesting Bible character. As you study him out, he was a man of great strength and mightily used of God. He was even in God's great hall of faith. However, he was also a man with some glaring weaknesses. He had a falling out. He, had a, he, he let his desires rule him. He loved worldly, wicked women. I truly believe that the reason that the Christian soldier today don't have the power of God on their life like they should is because we've been distracted. We've been allowed the worldly interest to filtrate into our lives. And we don't have the power of God. First John 2.15 again, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Folks, listen to me. You can't live in the world, live, be of the world, and live for Christ. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be whole in God. You've got to be totally in Him. You can't say, I'm going to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church house. The Bible says, Be ye separate. Be ye holy, for I am holy. See, distractions will cause you to lose the power of God in your life. The Bible says uh, in, about Samson there in uh, Judges chapter 16, it says, He wist not that the power had departed from him. He, ha he didn't even realize that God's power had left him. Today in Christians, Christians, we don't even realize that we don't have God's power on our lives anymore. Why? Because we've got so much worldly interest. We've taken the power of God for granted. Samson had the power of God on his life, but the power of God came mighty on him, and he didn't even realize 
it was gone. But then I want you to notice this. Distractions will cause you to lose the presence of God. The Bible says, and he wist not that the Lord departed from him. He wist not. He, he, he lost the presence of Now, God has said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. But can I tell you, even though you're saved, you feel like he's miles away. Why? Because of distraction, because of sin and its many forms. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. and had that sweet fellowship with the Lord. And then he was distracted. And he lost the presence of God. Distractions will cause you to lose the protection of God. There in Judges 16, it says, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and he said, I will go out as I did other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Why? You know what? God just says, okay, all right. You think you can do it yourself? Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. You think you can do it? Go ahead. God kind of leaves, takes his hand of protection about you. You know what I need in my life? I need God's protection. I need his hand on my life. Distractions will cause you to lose the pleasure of God. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3, it says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The Bible says, Thou shalt worship no other gods for the Lord whose, God, whose, name, is jealous, whose name is jealous is a jealous God. God was not pleased with Samson. Why? Because he was distracted by the things of this world. I want God to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want God to look at my life and say, well done. You weren't distracted by the things of this world. You didn't get discouraged. Folks, can I tell you, discouragement's going to come at times. Get your eyes back on the Lord. Distractions are going to come, but get your eyes back on the Lord. And the final thing I want you to notice, watch out for disqualifications. Look there in verse 8. It says, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You may have heard this expression. It's not if you win or lose, it's how you play the game. That has some truth to it. In this verse, God says, stay in the word. Hey, if you want to have... No, what He said... If you want to have, then you shall have good success. Then you will have, make thy ways prosperous. Folks, if we want to be prosperous Christians, if we want to be successful Christians, soldiers for the Lord Jesus Christ, hey, we've got to be in the Word of God. That's what he says there. Very simply, the book, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Folks, why are so many Christian uh, soldiers being disabled today? It's because of discouragement. It's because of distractions and it's because we've been disqualified. Hey, we're not in the Word of God anymore. It's sad, but it's very true today. One of the biggest reasons soldiers are out of the service of the Lord is because they've been disqualified. You see, what, you say, what do you mean by this? What I mean by this is this. You've been working hard 
to be a good testimony to those at your work. You've worked for years, years on trying to win someone to the Lord, be an encouragement and be a help. And then you do something, and they look at you and they think, and then you feel like, how can I ever serve God anymore? How can I, how, they saw what I've done. Can I tell you this? The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You're saved. It may take some while. It may take a long while to gain that person, their trust back. Disqualify that, you know, and what happens is people say, throw up their hands and say, what's the use? I give up on them now. I've tried, but now I've messed up. They'll never look to me the same. I tell you, just be faithful. Keep your eyes on the Lord. I tell you, I see more and more people out of the ministry today serving the Lord today, not serving the Lord today because they're discouraged. I bet every person in this room knows someone that's not in church today because they've been discouraged by someone, what someone might have said in the church, what the pastor might have said, what, hey, they're always talking about money, or we all know someone that should be in church today, but they're discouraged. Can I say it can happen to every single one of us? Don't get discouraged. But then, distractions. This world has a lot to offer. You know what? There's, you know, it's not just the world, but it's the things that are so attractive to us, the music of the world. So we've, what we've done is we've put it in the church house. Now the church, you can't even tell the difference between the church and a rock concert. Folks, I'm telling you, distractions come in many different forms. But as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we need to watch out for discouragement. We need to watch out from distractions. And don't disqualify thyself from serving God. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We need to guard our testimony. Be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul told Timothy. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what God is telling Joshua. Hey, be a good soldier. Be a good soldier. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. And don't disqualify yourself. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I, I don't even know for sure if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Would you say, pray for me, Pastor? Anyone? Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I have been discouraged. I've been discouraged by some of the things that's going on in this country. I've been discouraged by maybe something that someone said. I, I've just been discouraged. Pastor, I need your prayers. Pastor, would you pray for me? Anyone like that? Yes, I see that hand. Anyone else? Yes. We get discouraged. Can I tell you, can I encourage you this morning? Look to the Savior. Look to Him. The Bible says, look to the hills which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Maybe you've been distracted by some of what the world has to offer. Maybe, maybe it's not even necessarily bad things, but you've been distracted. I want to encourage you to find a place this morning and encourage each one of us to be the best soldiers we can be. For the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you are in a battle. Whether you recognize it or not. It's a battle out there. 
Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I thank you for the opportunity once again, Lord, just to praise your holy name for all that you've done. Lord, I thank you for how you've put in your word, how we need to watch out for some things. We need to guard our testimonies and not be disqualified. And Lord, also, Lord, we need to not get distracted by the things of this world, but also not get discouraged. These things are so easy. They come in many different forms and facets. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you would help us to keep our eyes on you. Keep our eyes on you. Lord, for those that raise their hand, that they've been discouraged or distracted. Or, and Lord, maybe they feel disqualified. Lord, you've said there in your word that, you, uh, that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins. We can have that fellowship once again. Or do a great work as only you can. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Miss Haley, I'm going to begin playing softly. Would you stand to your feet? God has spoke to you this morning. Would you come? Would you come as God has spoke to you? follow. Is that your testimony? Let me give you a couple announcements as the young men come and take up the offering this morning. I want to remind you, this coming Saturday, we're still having a work day this Saturday, correct? No, we're not Saturday. Okay. Okay, no work day this Saturday. All right. Okay, this coming Sunday is our Thanksgiving dinner Sunday. And what we're going to do is asking you, well, the church will provide the meat, uh, but if you could bring a covered dish, a dessert, and uh, uh, for next week, we'll have our morning service. Uh, we're going to have um, uh, dinner on the grounds here. And then a short afternoon service, we're going to have a missionary here with us that morning as well. Uh, and uh, just he's going to the field, and I believe it's China. And so he's going to be here with us. And uh, so I'm going to encourage you to be here. He'll give the devotion in the afternoon service. Just I told him just a short 10-minute uh, devotion. So uh, you come. Uh, next week and look forward to our time together as a church family. And then the 21st, that's next Tuesday, is our Pie and Testify service, one of the sweetest services we have, no pun intended. Uh, but uh, we love that service, and uh, I want to encourage you to come and uh, to that. And then Friday and Saturday, December 1st through the 3rd, is Back to Bethlehem. I hope you've been praying, inviting folks. There's still a bunch of uh, um, uh, flyers back there. Take them and pass them out into your neighborhood. Um, take, put some in your car. If you see someone, hey, I want to invite you to our uh, live nativity. And uh, I, I, I'm sure that will be an encouragement and a help to people. All right, our mission of the week is uh, Samuel and Katie in Alaska. 
our Deacon of the Week, Brother Travis Ivers. Let me say also, uh, as uh, you think of Brother Travis this week as, you, as you're praying, pray for Jackie. I know that's his prayer, that you would pray for him. Uh, he's having heart surgery on uh, uh, Tuesday, and uh, you pray for him, uh, having heart valve replacement. And so that's this coming Tuesday. Pray for Jackie and uh, Brother Travis as you're praying. Uh, our trustee of the week, Brother Phil Bousman. Our family of the week, Brother Adam, uh, Miss Evelyn, and Jane Amos. So you remember them in your prayers. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so anybody would like to watch that video, uh, we're, Brother Adam's got it set up out here that you can watch it. Um, so it's actually the sound plays through on that. So uh, if you would like to uh, sit through or uh, watch that, it'd be, uh, I know it'll be an encouragement to you. All right, let's go ahead and ask the Lord to bless the offering. Brother Josh, sir, would you please ask the blessing? Dear Jesus, I ask you to please take this offering and bless us here. Will, I thank you for getting us all here safely this morning. <coughs> You would help us all to carry your word as we go about our daily lives. I ask that you would help us all to be good stewards of your word in both our personal and professional lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. again for being here this morning. Come back tonight, see what the Lord has for us. It's good to see Miss Sue back, and uh, she looks great, and so uh, it's good to see her back this morning. I'm going to ask Brother Jimmy, sir, would you close in a word of prayer? Thank you for all these good things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.